0: All right, everybody. Hello and welcome to another exciting episode of Bold Statements, Not So Bold Predictions, where we've got receipts. I'm your host, Keith Cork, along with our very own street brawler here and co-host, Mr. Trey Hill. And we're coming at you live here for our second ever live show here. And Trey, I'm, I'm calling you Street Brawler because of your whole yolkert take, which we'll talk about a little bit later. But uh, just just hope you got that little reference there. Oh but, yeah. Uh, but anyways, last time we did this live show, guys, we went nine and three. So you you know what? We decided just to bring Mr. Stan Sun from Rasball back and Mr. Stephen Bagel from the Eagle Podcast and the Bird Rights Podcast back for another jam-packed episode. Welcome, guys. How you guys, How you doing today? How you doing,
1: uh, Stephen? You doing all right today, man? Yeah, I'm doing well. Um. As you guys know, Trey was actually my first ever guest on the Bird Rights podcast. Um, and then I had Corbin Ford from Roundball Ramble for another hoopball podcast on last week. Keith, I anticipate having you on in the near future. Son, you are more than welcome to come on to Bird Rights. Bird Rights is, you know, hoopball's newest podcast where I put a front office twist on the NBA and fantasy basketball. So I'm excited to be here. I'm excited to be a part of football and yeah.
0: Yeah man it's a it's a unique uh it's a really unique um idea I think is just talking about the front office aspect of, of the NBA because I don't think any I don't know I'm not aware of any other podcast that does that. So you have a really uh, a space that doesn't have anything that really is competing with you there. So that's really awesome man. And uh son man how are you doing? I heard you're you're moving, man. I, you're exhausted. How, how's it going, man? You, you good?
2: <laughs> yeah, I'm good, man. Yeah, it's crazy. It's been a it's been a crazy few weeks. You know, it's uh the whole process of, you know, just moving and, and just, yeah. <laughs> just going through that whole thing. It has been it's been pretty crazy. But uh, you know, definitely excited. Uh looking forward to the next chapter uh in my life and you know, on my family's life. So that's good. But more importantly, you know, I'm honored and humbled to be, you know, with you three fine gentlemen um, on this great podcast. I think we had, you know, I had a lot of fun last time. And, uh, you know, hopefully we can just, you know, chill.
3: Uh, I'm very curious to hear the the joke it takes. So uh, I'm writing in (laughs) anticipation here. (laughs) You you would be excited to be back, though, son, because I'm pretty sure you had a flawless victory last go around. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Mr. Son, what uh, what do they
0: say?
2: You know, broken clock is, you know, right twice a day, you know, blind squirrel finds a nut. nut, I mean, honestly, I shouldn't have come on because it's only downhill from here um i think i've played fantasy and done enough of it to understand that uh you know it's very humbling and uh you know that's kind of probably an outlier um but yeah you know i should have rolled off into the sunset and you know kind of like ryu you know have my little knapsack and just you know you know go forth on my adventures but um yeah no you know i had a i had a good time so you know looking forward to chatting with you guys again I think I think the, I think the uh, title
0: for our intro music is actually "Take the Money and Run" on our podcast. So uh, it's very very apt there. You got to you when you when you, when you know you got to know when to cash out, know when to hold them, know when to fold them. Uh, but no, man, we're, we're glad to have you back. Like I said, 93 last episode. So guys, Hey out there, if you've never seen or, or listened to BSBP, it's a show where we put our credibility online each and every week to bring our best guesses for NBA outcomes. So here's how it works. Each host starts the season with a hundred creds, and we place wagers on game outcomes, player props, futures, and much, much more. Uh, we'll also be bringing on guests just like, you know, son and Steven here giving them a hundred creds, letting them play along. So uh, for many, of many of our bets are going to be using real life odds found at sites such as points bet, my bookie, and more. Uh, please guys follow us on Twitter at BSBP underscore NBA. Uh, if you like to view all of our open bets, we have them all there. Transparency is key because at the end of the season we want to be able to look back. Pull receipts for all these right calls we're gonna have. And, and also, guys, at the uh, start of or during each show, we actually have a BS we can use. Uh, if I can get my air horn up and hopefully my sound is on, but anytime that someone thinks something is totally BS, there it is. We can use our phone here and, uh, call BS on somebody and we'll, we'll come up with a little gentleman's uh, bet on the spot. Uh, but guys, we're thankful for hoop ball for giving us this opportunity. You can find our pod and many more wonderful pods just like Steven's, uh, pod bird rights over at hoop dash ball.com. That's hoop ball.com or anywhere you go to, to download podcasts. So iTunes, all that, all that good stuff, so Spotify, etc. But yeah, so uh, did really well last, last episode, actually. Uh, I'll go through and, and tell you guys what your credit ratings are for our show. So your credit rating, son, is 115.6 on the show, which is far and away the best credit okay. rating of anybody that's ever appeared on the show. Uh, so I, like you said, I could probably only go downhill from here, but we'll see how it goes. Uh, Steven, you're at 100.9. You're actually the only other person, I believe, to be over 100 uh, that's appeared on the show. I'm personally at a 92.6. Uh-huh. Uh, and Trey's at a 96.4, doing a little bit better than me. But we got to step it up, man. We got to start hitting some bets here. Um, but speaking of bets, Trey, we, we had a, uh, some pretty pretty bad misses last time. Uh, run through them real quick here. Don't want to keep uh, Stevenson waiting too long. But I had Knicks. We actually both had Knicks minus 2.5 over the uh, Milwaukee Bucks. The Bucks run a back-to-back. They were missing everybody. Um, you know, they have no Middleton. They're just decimated. And the Knicks just suck right, right now, man. They, they lost tonight, too, I think. Um, I was watching it. Um, they're not playing anybody very good, uh, and they lost, they yeah, playing? they lost Holy to Charlotte. the
3: Hornets, the Hornets,
0: yeah. Um, and the Hornets are okay, they're decent, but uh, yeah, they were winning, uh, I think the whole first half, and then they just completely blew it, so that was lame. Um, and then we've also got, I had a uh, Sacramento Moneyline, there was a peak, uh, a pick 'em, uh, versus San Antonio Spurs, and yeah, we was were both bad, on that one, yeah, we were both on that one as well. So we both we piggybacked on each other on both those calls. And we missed them. Uh, Just unfortunate. And then you had a couple other ones. Trey, why don't you walk me
3: through those real quick? I had Cleveland plus four and they managed to only lose by three. So I I got by on that one, which was I think that was the only other play I had. So I at least got one victory that day, even though the uh, two we went with together didn't uh, there was no fruit to that labor
0: yeah unfortunate uh but it's all good man we're gonna turn it around today but whichever side you fall on guys with our bets where you place your bets is just as not as important if not more important than what bets you're putting down that's why you need to go with the best the most trustworthy and the sportsbook with the best odds you need to go with my bookie, and if you sign up and enter the promo code Hoopball, that's H O O P B A L L. Each first deposit matched halfway up to your first thousand dollars. So put in a thousand dollars, guys, you get five hundred. I uh, get through these ad reads real quick and get them out of the way so we can talk some some hoops, guys. Hey, uh, so Steve Bagel and and uh, and Shrey, walk me through your episode here. I haven't had a chance to listen to the whole thing, but I did get to see some of the uh, rankings you guys have for the front offices, uh, for the coaching, I should say. So um, you know, tell me, tell me what's in that episode? What's it called? Uh, you know how. how how to go? Tell me, tell me your favorite moments. What's going on there,
3: Steven, I'll, I'll let you lead with this, because um, um, because I had my my big call was to have the Timberwolves head coach Finch in my top ten because I thought I love what he does in Minnesota and I, I'm not necessarily backing away from that. I think the process is good, but other than that, it my my showing on that show. Is about as good as my uh, credit rating on this show. <laughs>
1: hey, that's okay. We're happy to have you anyway. Um, I think it went well well. I think um Trey was a good guest to have on because of the fact that you know, him and I it's no fun when you have a guest on when you're just gonna agree on everything. So I like, you know, I like for example, I had Rick Carlisle like number nine, I wanna say off the top of my head. Mm. He had Rick like twenty seven. I had, yeah, man. Wow. I had Doc Rivers. I still had Doc Rivers, like in the middle of the pack. I think Adam thirteen or fourteen. He had Doc Rivers down at twenty six. So I like you know having a guest who will question me and you know go opposite of my takes and you know give hot takes of their own. So I like that, and I think it was a good prelude into my front office episode I did with Corbin the following week. Well, okay. This is will teams align coaching wise. Now let's see will they align front office wise. So. Trey, you had
0: you had Spolstra number one in your overall rankings here. I, I like it, man. I do. I, I really respect Spol. I like him a lot. Uh, Nick Nurse. Let, let me walk you through the here, sun. Here's my uh, my co-host top five from that episode. He had Spolstra, Nick Nurse, Monty Williams, Greg Popovich, and uh, Thibbs. Thibbs. Yeah, Thibbs. What do you think about that, son?
2: Anyone he's missing there? Of course. Frank Vogel,
0: man, come on! <laughs> I, I think I some he's, Frank Vogel. Love. He's in my top. Ten. I'm, a I'm a legend. He's in the holder. top ten. Yeah, he's yeah, He's in the top ten though. He's in the top ten. But yeah, no, that, I think that's no, a.
2: I like the list. That's a good list. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Yeah,
0: I think it's a solid list. I love um. You know, obviously, I'm a I'm a I love Nick Nurse and Spo. Those are probably two of my favorite coaches. Uh, Popovich, obviously. I don't know. I think I think I I think I'm a little surprised. I mean, was was Popovich at the top of your list there? Um. Uh, Steven or, or no
1: Popovich? I think I had six or seven. I had Steve mm-hmm. Kerr in my top five, and mm-hmm. I also had Frank Vogel. I think six or seven him and Popovich somewhere mm-hmm. in that same spot. Um, Popovich, I just feel like he hasn't really adapted to this current NBA that well. So mm-hmm. I didn't, you know, obviously I think he's the best coach of all time. I won't dispute that. But mm-hmm. but current NBA right now, he hasn't been that adaptable. So as a result, I don't want to give a total lifetime achievement award. Mm-hmm. So yes, I still had him at the top. I just didn't have him top five currently. You think?
2: Let me ask you a question. In terms of like uh, what he did in the Olympics, does that have a factor, or did that kind of move the pendulum at all
3: for you?
1: I no, because Olympic basketball is like you know they play the European style rules. It's it's diff. There's not as much three point shooting. It's it's different, and you know he's actively come out and said, I don't love, like, how the NBA has evolved into all three-pointers, and, you know, he hasn't adapted to that. I know he hasn't really had the personnel to adapt to that. They have, what, Vin Forbes, and he's really the only knockdown shooter they have. But, yeah.
0: Yeah, no, that's true. Fair enough. And uh, it pop, pops out the top for you, Trey. What, what are your thoughts there, man?
3: Uh, I mean, Lifetime Achievement Award, he would have been right. one. But right now, I think Spo just – if you if you have to pick one guy to guide your team in a playoff series, I think Spo and Nurse are kind of the top two, and then from there there's a slight drop off. So for for me, the real cream of the crop is Spo and Nurse.
0: Where do we have? Okay, where do we have my Coach of the Year award winner uh, bet here, Mr. Billy Donovan? You had him thirteenth. I, I like that. It's decent. What about you, yeah. Stephen?
1: Where'd you have him? I think, yeah. I think when Trey and me did this one, I think we almost had – I think I had him 14 and he had him 13, if I'm remembering correctly. Okay. So we were both, like, in Just sync me. on that one.
0: I think he's got a good shot at the – I mean, the Bulls are uh, – I think that – well, it was easy for – Trey and I have been saying it since we started the show, is that the Bulls are going to be better than the national media is giving them credit for, that they're saying. Um, I think they are – I think it's going to be a rough patch right here. They've got five games we'll talk about in a minute. Five games in a row without uh, Nikola Vucevic, but uh, we'll, we'll get to that in a minute, actually.
3: Not, not uh, only were we high on the Bulls, we were specifically high on their defense. Yes, and yeah. While I do think Billy Donovan is he's a good candidate for coach of the year, I think if anyone in the Bulls, uh, Bulls non-players is winning an award, it's going to be AK, an executive of the year, after he brought in Lonzo, brought in Caruso, and brought in DeRozan.
0: That's a fair point, point. Uh, and it could go that way. Um, I think did when Thibodeau won Coach of the Year, didn't? Um, what's yeah. his face? Yeah, Gar Garforman won also the Executive of the Year, so possible they both win it. Um,
3: they don't have high standards for that award, apparently.
0: Yeah, obviously. If they uh, if they keep keep up, uh, obviously their hot start. I mean, like I said, it's going to be a rough patch. So that, that brings us to our next point. You know, absolutely uh, perfectly because we're, let's talk about Nikola Vucevic. He's out for the next uh, five games at least. Caught COVID-19 from uh, pretty sure from Joel Embiid. I mean, that's the guy he was guarding, and he's the one that went out with uh, with COVID-19. So, unfortunately, he's going to be off for the next five games. It's actually a terrible time because it is a five-game road trip for the Bulls. They have five games of the next two games all on the road, all against uh, playoff teams. Oh, this is going to be rough, Trey. Who, who, who's going to step up here? Who's going to fill in for that Vucevic role right there?
3: I think Bradley is going to be the guy who steps in. They uh, they recalled Marko mm-hmm.
0: um
3: from the G League. I think he's a dark horse to get some minutes just because of the size. Um, Elise Johnson, he played a lot early on in the season, and he kind of found his way to the bench. I think he's he'll probably end up being the first backup, but if he's not effective, I think they'll turn quickly to see what they've got in the rookie
0: um I, yeah i think i think it's definitely tony bradley's the first man up um i do like that they recalled marco simonovich I'm, I'm curious to see because the bulls game is starting here in about 15 20 minutes i'm curious to see what his role is going to be if he's even going to crack the rotation? Um, I think he's definitely got to get his feet wet first. He's he's a rookie still, so um, see how that goes. But I like him as as a um, Vucevic uh, stand-in because he has that similar similar skill set. He he can uh, he's probably better at blocking shots than, than uh, Vuce is, but he also can step out and hit a three. Uh, he's got some excellent interior passing. So. Um, I kind of like him a little bit better to fill that role than Tony Bradley, to be honest. I think Tony Bradley's been a fantastic backup, and I could see them splitting the minutes and kind of platooning it. Um, any thoughts there, uh, Sonny? Any thoughts on, on the Bulls and how they're going to fill that void?
2: Yeah. Well, before I go into that, I think you guys should change the name of this podcast to the Hoop Bulls Podcast. <laughs> you guys are just a bunch of homers. Um
0: I wasn't yeah, going to no, talk no. about him, but then but then Boots got went out, so it's a big headline. So there you go. <laughs> yeah. No any excuse for Keith
3: to bring them up. <laughs> and I'm always any, happy to try. That. any any excuse, but anyways, any any thoughts okay. about that?
2: <laughs> yeah, no, I, I saw that uh Bradley is going to be starting today, um, so he'll probably be the guy. I just don't think he's gonna get the majority of the minutes. Um, I do like is it Al- Elise Alize, yeah. yeah, okay, mm-hmm. so I you know, I think he he gets uh most of the minutes, but then I saw earlier today that Donovan said that uh he may go small with Javante yeah. Green and DJJ at the small ball right. center, so. Um, I think it's kind of a fluid situation, maybe kind of like a hot hand or, you know, match dependent as well. So, you know, time will tell exactly what, you know, what they're going to do. But as of right now, I think uh, everything, everybody, everything is in the mix. And I and I know
0: we were messaging a little bit about that earlier, uh, Son, and and, and I, I love Elise. I love he's got a high motor. I've, I've loved him. He was in preseason. He had a great preseason. Um, he's shown a lot, I mean, at, at in spurts. Uh, but it just, it, to me, it feels like the bulls just for whatever reason, they don't trust him to give him a full like role in the, in the rotation. I don't know why. Um, I haven't seen any quotes as, you know, that would give me any reason to say that, but, uh, that's just my feeling right now, but we'll see. I mean, he could step in. Steven, any, any thoughts about who's going to fill in that role for Vucevic? how it's going to affect the Bulls?
1: I was going to say, I think they're going to go small with probably a lot of, uh, Derek Jones Jr. Playing the yeah. five. Mm-hmm. um, but Tony Bradley is pretty intriguing. Obviously, Hoopall is a fancy basketball platform, so I'm no fancy basketball expert, but he's somebody I would be looking at to pick up because I him up. he was <laughs> in he, a few he, weeks. he was on the <laughs> sisters last year, and we all know Joel Embiid misses games. So before we traded him at the deadline in the George Hill trade, he fought in somewhat admirably a lot of games, and then mm-hmm. um the rookie, what's his Marco Simonovic? Mm-hmm. He's actually like he's a poor man's Vucevic. Mm-hmm. He, you know, he could pass a little bit for a big man. He could shoot a little bit for a big man. He's big enough to play down in the post. So I'm intrigued to see, you know, what the what that one-two duo of Bradley and Simonovic bring when yeah. they're not playing small. And uh,
0: I mean, you can you can go out there, you can say, oh well, Vucevic hasn't been playing well. He's been a big reason they haven't looked you know awesome on the offensive end because he is only shooting 39.5 percent from the field goals uh, percentages here, but. Uh, obviously we all know that's, you know, he's getting bunnies. He's getting easy shots. Um, that was probably likely likely to change the last game. He actually had a really good game. Um, and you can't really discount the fact that this guy's 10th in screen assists in the league, 11th in screen assist points in the league. Um, you know, he just knows the game. He does the right thing. He's skilled uh i had a friend actually try to tell me that he was comparing him to boozer (laughs) and i said uh no i think he's a little he's got a little bit more skill than than boozer Carl's boozer and i love boozer don't get me wrong boozer had his his place and he had some some skill for sure but uh i take nikola Vucevic pretty much 10 out of 10 times in that scenario i don't know about you guys but uh yeah i think uh he was gonna turn that around but hey we also had another uh injury that come out here obviously kelly linick out for six weeks minimum uh, I don't think any of us are really Detroit Pistons guys, but Trey, I'll let you start us off, man. How how does this affect the Pistons? Who's going to step in and play? Uh, you know, is Beef Stew going to actually you know break out now? Finally, I know this is a you know, for fantasy reasons, a lot of people are drafting early. What do you think, man?
3: I that Detroit is just getting smacked tonight. Um, I don't know how much that has to do with Olenek, but every time I've watched Detroit play, and I didn't I didn't go look up his plus minus numbers or anything. But Olenek and his ability to stretch the floor, his ability to be just kind of like a general nuisance. And he, he seems to be much more valuable to the Pistons than he should be. And I think with Olenek out, I think the Pistons are going to kind of cra- – they're going to just nosedive. And that to me just kind of shows the poor roster construction they have at the moment at the center position. I love Beef Stew. But if your backup center is this important to your success as a team, then that's an issue. Yeah. Any thoughts here, Son, on the uh,
2: Pistons? Yeah, I was thinking Trey Lyles, and then, you know, I kind of wanted to puke um, after I thought about it. But, I mean, like, you know, what Trey was saying, you know, the Alunix ability to stretch a floor, I mean, really the only one that can replicate that is Lyles. You know, he's 34% shooter from downtown. So You don't believe in Luke um, Garza? (laughs) <laughs> nah, nah. Um, not quite <laughs> yeah so yeah i don't know I, I mean, it'll be interesting because i mean i don't know in the past lyles has had spurts where he's been able to be productive but at the same time like he said uh, he's had some very you know poor stretches too so uh um, but yeah that was the first guy that i thought of. yeah and uh steven what do you think man
1: i was gonna say luca gauza i mean they'll they'll obviously in asset collection mode and you know, he. I don't think he's going to be much of an NBA player. He was obviously, you know, one national player of the year in college, but it's a big name relative to who they have, and you know, th- it's another asset for them to have. So why not try to showcase him? If they're smart, I mean, Troy Weaver comes from that OKC tree. Obviously, that ties into my front office episode I had last week. Why ran mm-hmm. the front offices? But um, but yeah, so Troy Weaver was smart okay, let's try to showcase goals as much as we can, flip him for a second-round pick, whatever it may be. I know you just use a second-round pick on them, but just something like that where there's apparently they're interested in Marvin Bagley Jr. Maybe <laughs> um, they make a trade for him in the near future within the next six weeks because his time, you know, at, that's run out in Sacramento. So. He refused
3: to go in a game the other day, didn't he? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that is a that's actually a news item I didn't put down, but that is interesting because um, it's actually dating back even to last season. Because I think it was honestly it was Dick Bagley's father that tweeted out he or tweeted it that
1: he requested him. a trade. Yeah, yeah, he
0: wanted him out. He wanted his son out of Sacramento. Um, they began this season by telling Marvin Bagley he's out of the rotation, so that wasn't good. Uh, and now they're asking him to, to you know step in obviously and play, and, and he's refusing to play. So. Uh, yeah, I guess, you know, let's let's cover that. I mean, what, besides that, I mean, what, what do we think that Marvin Meg is going to get traded here? I mean, that, that seems like the most likely outcome, right?
1: They have to get something for him. I mean, you he's a free agent this year. You can't let him walk and get nothing. I mean, yeah. you just use – you could have had Luka Doncic. Like, I know, like, everyone says that, so I'm not trying to, like, sound like a broken record here, but, like – that asset is already like depreciated. You got to find a way to get something, even if it's Detroit, you know, salary match. Off the top of my head, I-, I don't know who that like Kelly Olenek, I know would fit in within that um contract structure about what Bagley makes, but somebody like that with like maybe two second round picks, hmm. something along those lines of a parameter where a team like the Thunder or the Rockets or. The Pistons, another team in assets building mode, similar to what the Pistons did last year where they traded Derek Rose to take on Dennis Smith Jr., just to say, hey, let's see what we got. But yeah, I was actually well, looking,
0: I was, I was actually just looking because uh, Chimese and Metu actually started tonight, which is kind of interesting. And Mohokos came off the bench. I'm sorry, go ahead. I cut somebody off. Go ahead.
3: I so was, do you have any, do you have anything on Bagley?
0: For me, I, you know, no, I think, um, no, I, did, I didn't, son. I went first last
3: time. So I was trying to go last this time.
0: <laughs> tell me, tell me your thoughts. Either of you, it doesn't matter.
3: <laughs> go for it, Trey. <laughs> he brought up the Luka Doncic point, point. And mm. to me, I'm, I'm worried the Kings are going to see this and they're going to think we picked this guy over Luka. We can't trade him for two second round picks. I'm, I hope they don't let the fact that Luka was drafted after, the, after him, get in the way of getting something for this asset because he is still an asset in today's NBA, especially with um, how Cleveland's playing with the three bigs, how um, a lot of teams are getting back to size with shooting. And Bagley is somebody who he will, there's a reason he was picked so high. He he's got some talent, whether or and Sacramento has been a place that a lot of players have went to die. So if if I were a GM, I would be looking to buy low on him.
2: Hmm.
0: Yeah, I can't. Uh, I agree, man. I I would love to. I don't know if I'd love on the Bulls. I don't know. I don't no. know. Maybe.
3: Stop talking about the Bulls, man. I <laughs> <laughs> <have the> Sun's <laughs> just gonna log off. Who pulls
0: like We need big. Bulls. We need big bodies. We need big bodies. Okay. <laughs> okay. Thoughts, thoughts, son. What do you got? Oh <laughs> uh,
2: you you know, like man. I saw Dagley before he came to the league in the True League, and like he was destroying grown men, you know? And I was just like, oh my God, like this, yeah. you know, like this guy can, you know, he may have it, right? He may be able to do it. And then, you know, I guess like he just didn't develop his offensive repertoire enough, you know, just, you know, too reliant on that little left-hand hook. And, you know, he yeah. just really, I, I don't know what it is, but I mean, honestly, like when I saw him during that summer, like like he had the, the mentality, like the passion, like the athleticism, and I was like, shoot, man. But, you know, just now watching him now, he's just like out of it and just he just hasn't developed to that to that degree. Um, you know, in terms of like, I agree with you guys, like the Kings should get something for him or or should look to get something for him. But I think, you know, they're the Kings <laughs> for a reason. Right. And I think, you know, human emotion, I think a lot of people fall into this, you know, the sum cost fallacy. Right. Like they get so mm. focused on like how much they invested or what the draft capital was. And then, they, like, they become so emotionally attached to that that it affects their decisions going forward. Like, even, like, fantasy basketball, right? Like, you know, people spend, like, a first or second round on on a player. And then after the draft happens, they still attach the value to that. But honestly, like, once the season starts, that stuff doesn't matter, right? No, so yeah. value <laughs> is irrespective of where you draft it. But so many people focus on that. And, you know, I I, I do agree that, you know, the, the Kings are probably going to get caught up into that. Um, they just need to get what they can for him. Um, yeah, get something for him. But, but yeah, don't focus on, um, you know, who you missed out on him or what the cost was to acquire. And just, you know, his value is what it is right now. And so just try to get something to match that.
0: Yeah, not not looking so great for that former uh, second overall pick, but uh, that's just kind of crazy. But, hey, um, Mr. Stephen Bagel, I have something that's a little bit more along your lines here. Mr. Ben Simmons is claiming these days that being fined, well, actually, I should say Rich Paul, his agent, is claiming that being fined is bad for his mental health. Uh, So let me read this quote real quick for you guys. Uh, And obviously, this is a sticky situation. I don't want to attack the guy's mental health at all. I think we should be respectful of that. just want to preface this by saying that. But uh, here's the quote. I truly believe the fines, the targeting, the negative publicity shine on the issue. That's very unnecessary and has furthered the mental health issues for Ben, Clutch Sports CEO Rich Paul said. Either you help Ben or come out and say he's lying. Which one is it? And that's his uh, uh, interview with The Athletic. So a lot of people are taking that as, as basically uh, they're kind of boiling it down to, you know, being fined is not uh, is hurting Ben's mental health. So, uh, Stephen, give me some thoughts. And, again, like I said, obviously I, I don't have any worries, but let's just try to be respectful of his mental health. But uh, what are your thoughts there? Um, you know, is this something that we think that this is – I don't want to say making it up, but I mean he it could, it could be. But just give me your thoughts. Go ahead.
1: <laughs> My thoughts and reports coming out of Philly are basically that okay. Yes, we all sympathize with Ben. Hopefully, you know, playing in front of Philly fans. Trust me, I have season tickets. I know what it's like to be a
0: Philly. <laughs> it's fan. tough. It's tough there. <laughs> but uh,
1: so I, I get it. Now wanting to play in front of the fans and Ben, his attitude has always seemed to be that he's like a perfectionist. In the aspect of he does want to shoot threes because he knows he could miss. That's why he only takes close shots. He he wants to appear to be the perfect player. And every player is flawed. So I, I, I just feel like, you know, playing in front of the Philly fans and, you know, him showing, okay, yes, he's a flawed player and he has deficiencies are making it difficult for him to realize, okay, I'm not – like, he's always been the best. He was the number one pick number one recruiter in high school, was always the best. Now he's starting to realize, okay, I am a flawed guy. Like, I'm not perfect. I got to expand my game in order to be better. And that could mess with you, realizing, look, you're, at the, you're the best at your job and everything you do. Now all of a sudden, you're not the best anymore. It's going to – it took a few years for him to, you know – I guess show those deficiencies really when he was exposed in the Hawks series, but yeah, I could definitely see why that would, um why that will take a toll on him.
0: Yeah. It's been, it's uh, been a struggle for him. Go ahead, Trey. Sorry.
3: I think that's a good point about him being a perfectionist. Cause I'm looking at his stats right now, his rookie year, he shot at least one long two a game mm-hmm. and he, he was only shooting 35% at those, but they were at least forcing defenses to guard him out by like the free throw line and further out. The very next year it went down, it just dropped completely. He just stopped taking them. And I for ever since Ben got drafted, he got drafted into a team that was expected to compete. And what have we all said ever since he all he needs is that three point shot? All he needs is that three like we've been constantly harping on this. And it's gotta be, it's gotta be trying to be Ben Simmons and to be an all NBA level player and to just constantly get nitpicked and picked apart. Hmm. And so I I we've thought he had a mental block. We've been talking about his mental issues. Um, when he passed in the Hawks in the Hawks game and everybody blew up about that. Everyone was like see it's mental, it's in his head. And so I think it's really hard to for us to have said this for so many years hmm. and then for him to come out and be like, yeah, it is in my head. I I have a real issue with this it's really hard for me to look at that and be like, well, I, I don't know about that. Like, I think it's very clear <laughs>
2: it's that he has
3: he has something, an issue, yeah. especially in Philly. Yeah, And even the Rich Paul quote, the way I read it, it sounds like Ben came back to the team even though he, sh- he doesn't want to be there and he's struggling with that mentally. So he comes back to the team and he's trying to do this stuff. And then Philly just keeps on poking and prodding and insisting, well – well you can't talk to the, the players association doctors because it's not like Ben Simmons was talking to his own shrinks, he mm-hmm. was talking to the shrinks from the players union. Mm-hmm. So Philly, Philly, just kept poking and prodding and you know the fines, all this stuff. If I'm Ben, I'm probably feeling the same way. If if you I came back, I'm having a rough time mentally. I just I need to get this shit together. Mm-hmm. And you just keep kind of you just kind of keep pestering me. It's like in school when you'd have that kid just kind of poking you, and you'd be like, "Just leave me alone. Let me let me get this done." And I think, I think Philly, I just think they've handled Ben Simmons wrong from the get-go. Yeah.
2: Son, any additional thoughts on this, man? It's a, it's a tough one, right? Because it's you know it, it could be like a third rail type of issue, but I do think the, you know, the the mental aspects of Ben Simmons's game, or you know, the things that affect him, are for real. you know i truly believe that and i do empathize to a certain degree at the same time i do think that his camp is kind of taking advantage of the situation as well um knowing that you know that's a way to kind of because you know at the end of the day like media and everything i mean it's public relations right it's kind of advertising right to some degree and there's a lot of manipulation right so um you know, I'm not saying that to kind of denigrate or to discredit anything from you know, mm-hmm. Ben Simmons like, like that. I do think that's for real. But at the same time, I do think his camp is very savvy where yeah. they're they're able to kind of, uh, you know, use that situation to their advantage. I guess.
0: Well, yeah, the optics aren't great, man. Because, I mean, you know, obviously the NBA, uh, NBA Players Association, you know, if it's a mental issue, you, it's uh, a situ- situation where you couldn't find him. So it, it, there is a, a Oh, something there where you could see it and say, hey, you know, this is maybe just him trying to play the system um, to keep his money and also not play for the Philadelphia 76ers. So um, I can get where people are coming from with that. Yeah, obviously, um, you know, I'm in the camp and I think we all firmly are that you believe this guy, you take him for his word until, you know, it's proven otherwise without a doubt. Um, and we, we don't want to mess with that. So I think, you know, we're all being respectful of that. Um, but yeah, as somebody who has, um, who used to play basketball, I wouldn't say at a high level, it was in high school. So, it was, you know, that's not very high but I did have performance anxiety when I played. Um, so I, I get his his issues and I get that. And I, and I think that it, there really is something there. Watching him in that series was uh, a little bit heartbreaking for me because it, it I saw a lot of myself in there. And I, I hate to say that um, I'm not put, comparing myself to an NBA player, but at the same time you can empathize with somebody. And um, it did seem like there was some performance anxiety there. Uh, and that's, you know, that's a really unfortunate. Um, the one thing that I think he would do, I wish he would do is I wish he would, tr- you know, and this is, this is hard to prod somebody to that point, but I wish he would try to, you know, give it a go, try to play. Uh, and, you know, show everybody, you know, hey, I'm I'm, I'm doing my best here. Um, because right now, you know, we've seen the videos of him in practice with the phone in his pocket and going, you know, half speed through. And so it's not, you know, it's just the optics aren't great here. Um, so I wish he would just kind of make a like a, you know, a good faith effort basically to try to get out there because they are paying him a lot of money. Uh, and I get from an organizational standpoint why – why they're doing what they're doing so it's you yeah, know it's just tricky um and it's, it's well, tough
2: yeah. to can i can i say one thing um yeah you know i i agree like it would be great if you did that but you know i think one of the interesting and great things about life in general right is everybody has a different perspective everyone has a different personality right mm-hmm. some people their automatic response is to fight or the flight right so some guys use adversity to be like use it as a chip on their shoulder and, and to kind of use that to motivate it and right to to go out into the world right other guys when adversity hits right they kind of turtle up and they go the other way so like you know like i agree it would be cool if he did that but at the same time like because i know a lot of my personality issues and you know things that have happened to me in the past like you know when i look back on it i was like the way i reacted to that right and it was kind of in lockstep with my personality right so sometimes i fought sometimes i fight but you know dependent on a person's personality they're going to react in a different way right so um yeah, so, you know, it, it is tough, right, to have, like, you know, the, the kind of cookie-cutter, you know, responses to everybody because
3: everybody's different. Steven probably would answer this. I feel like Ben, especially with as private as he is and as close-knit as his circle is, he's very much – he seems to be much more like the flight type. And having Joel and Embiid there, being the facing of the franchise and being the – he's definitely not the flight type. He He's, no. go, he's going all in. And I, I think having those two polar opposites in terms of personalities – it kind of, it kind of gives like you see what Embiid's doing. You're like, why can't Simmons just be like Embiid?
1: Hmm. Yeah, and, and good. I was gonna say just let me throw in one more quick thing. Mm-hmm. Then again, if he's having mental health issues, which again, believe him until he proves otherwise. I completely empathize and sympathize with him, but. The Sixers getting off to an eight and two start without him. I know they lost the in a row since he got COVID. I'm sure that's not helping his mental health because he's realizing, no. <laughs> look, I'm supposed to be a great all NBA type player and I'm out. My team's eight and two without me.
0: Yeah.
1: And that was it's look, good. That's eight yeah. and two. And that was four games without Tobias Harris, four games without Shake Milton. Core oh, yeah. cost missed like two games. Matisse mm-hmm. Thybulle missed a game. And Matisse is in COVID now. So yeah. they're winning without Ben and without, you know, other top guys. So yeah. I'm sure that's not helping with everything yeah. going on either.
0: Yeah. I'm a big George Ning uh, fan and yeah, and, <laughs> yeah I love Corkmas. I love Milton. I love, there's a lot of good pieces on that team, man. So they, they've looked really good. Yeah. Um, even without Ben uh, Max, he's just, he's looked incredible. I'm glad I scooped him up at least one fantasy league, but um, he really looks like the real deal, man. So you guys, you guys struck some gold there. So, um, but speaking of how different people react to different things differently, uh, Mr. Trey and I had a little discussion. Uh, what was it, Thursday or something? It was a couple days ago uh, about that Jokic Morris in- yeah. exchange.
3: You're, uh, just, you're just not a guy who's ever had to break somebody's ribs. In- no, and, you no, no. You know, I, I, we're talking about okay. fight. We're, talk,
0: we're talking about fight or flight. I guess we're
3: probably opposites that's, here because i That's, I'm the, that's the last physical interaction I've had, a physical altercation I've been in. I, I took you broke and, ribs. Yeah. <laughs> He hit a girl. He hit a girl, man. So I I had a club and I went over and I broke his ribs and then I just went home. Fair enough. Again, like like I said, like some people are, some people are raised in environments that whenever you do, like if you test them, they, they just snap. So I was saying, and, and you know,
0: actually, let me get you guys' thoughts before I go into what our conversation was. Um, son, we'll start with you, man. What what did you think about that altercation there? What, you know, obviously, Jokic got the one-game suspension. Morris got the fine. So uh, it's all pretty much squash. It's all pretty much done. But uh, how'd you feel in, this, in the time when it happened?
2: Yeah, I mean, I thought it was bullshitting on, on Morris, you know, to do it what he did, and like, you know, I'm a, I'm messing with trade, you know, like i mean there's certain things that like you know it requires a certain response like but you know at the same time you're talking to a guy where you know i was more peace but like i've gone into fights because someone stepped on my shoes you know so or <laughs> you, you know so i is mean, Pumas? I mean oh, yeah, no. yeah. come on you know the, the shoes are all nice that. and new and then they start scuffing them like yeah. you know like sometimes like those are fine words or fine actions That's right it. but you know like there's certain like credit like you know jokic obviously should have you know held back because like because you're going to get into trouble and things like that but like if this wasn't in the NBA if that was like on the playground or whatnot like what Morris did like like you're fighting every single time like that's you know that's scrapping right so you know like I, I get it you know but you know in that professional type of setting in that setting like he needs to chill right he needs to but you know like in like I said, you know, you know you're at the party.
3: Like, like, we, we, like, we empathize with Jokic. We
0: don't okay, empathize right. with Okay, All right, shut up, shut up, Trey, shut up, Trey. Okay, okay. Trey, Stephen, give me some thoughts here. We'll talk about okay. it.
1: Okay, I have two thoughts. My first thought is that Jokic literally stares at Markeith Morris after he, like, throws his shoulder or whatever at him, waits for Morris to turn his back to then shove him. Like, it's one thing to shove somebody while they're looking at you and they could, like, prepare for it. Oh, I got to go watch this video because I didn't see yeah, – I didn't I, I see – uh,
2: yeah, I, I didn't notice that part of you. I saw okay, that so Jokic.
1: Like up, hold up. Go ahead. Keep going. Keep going, no, going Steve. Keep going, keep going. He <laughs> has his back turned to Jokic when Jokic shoves him down. Yeah. My this second thought is good. Good. Jokic is lucky he is who he is and he has a good reputation. Because I know if Joel and B did the same thing, Everyone will be calling for him to be suspended for like the season.
3: Joel Embiid <laughs> just tried to punch Alonzo in the face. Yeah, that's true. Try <laughs> for real, man. Get off. Of that. I, I think
0: I think it's a bit of exaggeration, but I do I do agree with the sympathy with the statement. Well, you know the the, the general sentiment there. Um, so yeah, so this was basically, and this is great because we've got kind of two v two here. I mean, I think we're all in agreement that it was just bullshit on both sides. Like, I didn't think what Morris did was was great at all. It was awful. It was a terrible play. It was not a basketball play. You shouldn't be doing it. Um, but the thing I took umbrage with was, was like you said, Steven, I said, I, I took umbrage with the fact that um, he shoved him in the back when he was basically defenseless. Uh, on the other side of that, as I said, Morris was stupid as hell for doing it. And then immediately pretty much turning his back. If you do something yeah. like that, like you watch, you know, Bill Embiid or something, they never turn their back. They're ready to fight as soon as they do a hard foul. So it was stupid as hell for him to do that. But what I took umbrage with was cause I've been speared like that before. Uh, where I'm not looking, and it's, just, it's just, you know you snap your head back and your neck, you know you have some whiplash, and it's just like it's not a fun thing, and it you can really seriously hurt somebody. So that's why I took umbrage with. Uh, I think they're both in the run. I'm. I think it, the way it played out was fine. Jokic got the one game suspension. Morris got the fine. I think it was totally okay. Um, but yeah, uh, you know, basically Trey, Trey, give me your give me your thoughts. Go ahead and tell me your, your side of that.
3: Oh well, I just went and rewatched it. Jokic definitely does not wait on Morris. As soon as he lands, he plants his foot and takes off. Morris, a is, a a Morris is a coward. big slow Morris is a coward who knew what he did was wrong. He knew he took a cheap shot. And he's a cheap shot artist. We, we've been watching this for like the last, what, five, ten years? Because there's mm-hmm. never fights anymore. You take your cheap shot, and then if you immediately turn your back to the guy, you're assuming, like, like Steven said, well, his back's to him. He's not going to do anything to me. My back's turned. So – to me, Morris just
1: thought he was going to be clever, thought he was going to be cute, and Jokic popped him in the mouth. And Morris has a reputation to, you know, both Morris brothers. Yeah. Jokic, Jokic does I,
3: too, so. Like, Jokic has had some dirty stuff too. I, like, Jokic yeah. isn't the cleanest guy either. But to me, it, especially that, like, you know Jokic has, has had issues before. Why are you going to test him like that if, in the middle of a game that's already o- At the end of a game that's already over?
0: Well, all I was saying was I wish, it, you know, it, to me, and I know we said if it was old school basketball, it would have been a fight. It, no no question about it. They just would have been on the ground, probably punching each other to death. Um, that doesn't happen anymore. What I wish would have happened in the modern NBA is that they would have, you know, basically inbounded the ball. The next play, someone just goes and just gives them a retaliation blow. It gives them a hard foul themselves. Um, I think that sends the same message. I think it's it's a little bit safer um, than, than just hitting the guy in the back. I think it was a reaction by Jokic, so I get why it happened, and I don't, like, think he's a bad guy or anything like that. Um, but I just didn't, I just didn't like that play. So um, I guess there's some nuance there, but uh, at the same time, I mean, like I said, it's pretty much over. Here's my next question for you guys. they meet again on November 29th, the Nuggets and the Heat, too. Do you guys think anything happens between the Jokic brothers and the Morris brothers? Trey, are they coming out with, uh, the Serbians coming out there with some chains or some bats or something, or
3: <laughs> what do you think, man? No, yeah, they'll be there, and nothing will happen. <laughs> I think they're at most games, unless they have, uh, I know the older brother does, like, MMA fighting and stuff, but they're at the games. Nothing's going to happen. Just like how when they posed for that uh, picture in the tunnel. Yeah.
0: The and heat, they, yeah.
3: yeah. And they, at first it was the, uh, the security guards had to hold them back. And mm-hmm. then it came out later that that guy standing there worked for the heat. And it, it was just a big photo op. Nothing's going to happen the 29th, but you know what will actually happen. We're all going to tune that? in. <laughs> yeah, going to be a, Like I've got that circle. Don't you guys, aren't you guys excited for that next matchup? I love watching Heat basketball, so, yeah,
0: I'll, I'll go watch it, man. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> what do you, any thoughts there, uh, son? Do you think do you think there's going to be a brawl of some sort?
2: No, no, definitely <laughs> not. You know, pregame, they're going to give each other a pound. You know, smile, it's all good, it's yeah, all good. And, you know, that's it. You know, that's that's it. Steven, you
0: going to take the opposite side there? Are you, you in line with us here?
1: <laughs> I, I keep thinking of when Joel Embiid and call Anthony Towns went at us, and everyone. I was at that game, and I remember when we went back to Minnesota – Everyone was like, oh my God, like we're going to have round two. We're going to have this. We're going to have that. Like, and beat and call Anthony Townsend are going get, to get in round two. Nothing happens. So, <laughs> no, Jokic, Marquis, Morris, nothing's going to happen. That's, yeah.
0: Yeah. Pretty much a disappointment. Don't don't be expecting a fight. I don't think that's going to happen. But uh, I think it'll be a good basketball game, though, man. I, I do like watching the Heaters scrappy. I was watching that game last night. I like, I like watching them play. Uh, but speaking of the Heat, and the future and moving on. We do have a slate of games. We've got one, two, three, four, five, six games on tomorrow's slate. Um, So we're just going to run through each one. Just kind of give you some thoughts uh, on each one here. We do have Miami, the heat at Utah jazz at 5. PM Eastern time tomorrow. Uh, Mr. Trey, who do you like in that game? What do you think is a good storyline? You know, what, what what do you got in that game?
3: Uh, I like the jazz. I've, I've been a big jazz guy for a while. I'm, I think the Heat are – I think they're good, but I just, I think the Jazz just have this regular season machine and Conley and Mitchell and Gobert, and they just have such a good system. I I like the Jazz in that one.
0: Son, who are you who are you liking in that game?
2: Yeah, I like the Jazz too. You know, they're 4-1 at home. Granted, sample size is small. Miami 3-4 and four on the road. Um, you know, both teams top 10 in defensive efficiency. Um, you know, they're both bottom uh, in offensive pace. Uh, Miami's 30, Utah's 18th. and I just think Utah has, you know, obviously they're better at home, but their offensive if, uh, excuse me, offensive efficiency is a little better than Miami's. What do you like, Steven?
1: Do we know Jimmy Butler's playing? I saw that he's questionable, I believe. So oh, if, if he's out,
2: before. yeah,
1: I'm gonna assume I'm gonna go obviously Utah. Um, there's no suspensions from the fight with. We talked about the Jokic-Markie Morris fight. We didn't even mention Rudy Gobert and Miles Turner last night. Well, they, oh, just yeah. fe- they just had a hug fest. They just
0: had
1: a hug fest. hugged it out. Yeah. It's okay. No, a yeah, hug it was- Four guys got ejected. I think that's like the most ridiculous. <laughs> the four guys got ejected for what? <laughs> but maybe, I anyway, think it's an my, overreaction
3: my, to the Jokic Morris
1: thing. Yeah, I guess. But my thing is, nobody was suspended from the Jazz. I'm provided. You know, even at full health, I'm probably gonna go Utah because, as you guys said, Utah's an offensive, or, um, a regular season juggernauts. I'd like Miami more long-term with a better chance to get to the finals. But, yeah, for this game, I'll go Utah.
0: I, I was trying to find the tweet while you were talking. I couldn't find it. But um, Utah has yet to really shoot the ball, like, really well from three-point land. And they, they do that. Like, that's the mainly what That was the thing on. last year. Yeah. So um, I'm looking for them to really turn it on here in the next stretch of games. So, yeah, even though I love the Heat, I got to go Utah Jazz here as well. Um, one thing I did notice from watching the, the Heat game last night, um, the Heat are going to go how Kyle Lowry goes. Lowry's a big part of what they do. Um, when he was struggling in that first half, it was kind of difficult to watch there on offense. And, um, he's just really not, uh, somebody that, that does a whole lot outside of, you know, scoring and shooting and, uh, he de- he does you know obviously get to the rim at the times but uh, he's just so small that if his shots not falling he's just kind of a net negative in my opinion so i think um how he goes does really affect how well they go as a ge- in general uh jimmy butler is questionable looks like i did pull that up steven so um yeah if he plays or doesn't play that's going to really affect how i how i see this game there's no spread yet and that's probably why uh we don't have a spread yet for that game so uh, i think it's going to be a good one though i'll be excited it's an early game so uh, look to catch that one so next game we got on the docket here is the uh, 76ers versus the uh they're at the indiana pacers at 7 p.m eastern time steven I'll, I'll let you start man since you're a sixers fan what do you think about this game
1: uh as i said six started eight and two and then You know, once Embiid was put in health and safety protocols, Tobias Harris just came back. Yesterday was his first game back. So we were without both of them, and obviously we know Simmons isn't playing. So I like the Sixers this one. I mean, Indiana, Brogdon's been beat up. Levert, I believe, is questionable. He's been beat up. Indiana just, they have so many injury problems. They can't seem to, TJ Warren's still out. They can't seem, you know, to put it all together yet. So Sixers... They know. Okay, look, we lost three in a row. We got to get one Tobias Harris is back. Obviously, Embiid being out hurts, but I, again, I when I looked at eh, when I looked, the spread wasn't out yet. So, depending on what the spread is, I may go Indiana, but I like the Sixers though.
0: Yeah, I agree. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna go ahead and jump in here. Yeah, I agree there, man. I think uh, I think the Sixers are gonna take care of business here. They've dropped a few. Um, and they, they're actually a team that's also shooting a lot of threes now without Joel Embiid in the lineup. Um, they're kind of increasing the pace, getting up and down the floor, taking those, those long ball shots. So, um, they've had a couple of down games. If I'm not mistaken, I don't have the game logs up, but I think they shot like, uh, not that well from three point land the last couple ones. So I, I like for them to bounce back here. Um, I do lean them. I don't think we, we don't have a uh, spread for that one yet. Um, yeah, like you said, Lavert is questionable uh, and beads out, obviously. And, and like you said, Ben Simmons and Matisse Stiebel are out. So, um, but still, Tobias Harris, uh, I think, you know, and, and everyone else that's been playing out of the team, you know, they, they've just been performing way above uh, where they should be. I think and uh, it's going to be a really good game. I think, uh, you know, Pacers are kind of a disappointment this year in their early going. Uh, Trey, what do you think, man? What do you, what do you got in this game?
3: Well, in a, in a matchup with two great coaches.
0: Um, <laughs> <laughs> two of the best. No,
3: no, I've, <laughs> I I like the 76ers. I'm not big on what Indiana's put together. I think it's just kind of a wait it out and blow it up at the end of the year. And like Steven said, the 76ers need a game. They've got a lot of talent, even if Embiid and Simmons aren't playing, as we've seen. And I, I just think they're the better team.
0: I had people telling me last season in the playoffs that the Sixers were not a deep team. And I'm, I'm, I'm looking at the squad and I'm going – what are you talking about? There are some really good, uh, there's some really good talent on that on that bench. But anyways, go ahead, son. Who do you have in this game?
2: I don't know. For me, it kind of depends on Embiid's health. You know, um, I yeah, I mean, I think Tobias Harris' return does does make an does make a difference. Um, and I have been kind of disappointed with Indiana actually over the last couple of years, right? They have a lot of talent on that team. They should be a lot better. Um, but you know, they just went into Utah and kind of smacked them by eleven, right? So, um, for me, if Embiid plays, I like Philly. If Embiid is out, um, I'm gonna start with Indiana here. He's listed as out right now in the health and safety protocols. I don't know
0: when he went out with that. I think the minimum is ten days. I believe he's vaccinated. Um, maybe Stephen knows that better. But
1: he's vaccinated, but because he was showing, um, – Dr. Rivers said he was showing symptoms, and oh, okay. the Vice House was also was so Because of that, it has to be the ten days rather than the um, the two negative tests.
0: Yeah, the NBA is, uh, they're they are requesting that all of the players in the NBA actually take a uh, booster because of all the increased cases in the NBA, which I think is um, probably a good idea. I hope they get this stuff under control because it's really a bummer uh, when, you know, obviously we have teams that are playing and we don't get the whole team. But uh, let's move on to the Washington Wizards at the Orlando Magic, uh, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, and uh, Mr. Sun, I'll, I'll start with you, man. What do you Who do you like here in the uh, Wizards versus
2: the, the uh, yeah. Magic? I like the Wizards. This was my favorite game, actually, when I uh, was looking at the slate. Uh, it opened at Wizards minus two on the road. It got bet up to minus four. Hmm. Um, you know, I mean, Washington's got to be one of the surprise teams on the season. Uh, you know, they're seventh in defensive efficiency. Orlando's 25th. Uh, offensively, they're 12th in offensive efficiency. Orlando's only 28th um or that was only one in five at home so yeah give me washington all day uh in this one
3: yeah what do you think trey i did, are either of you two gonna pick the magic because i'm not i, <laughs> hey, made,
0: a lot of, I made a lot of money um, on I, I'm, I'm pretty sure Biel, is, right. is i think
3: Bill's going to be out because he has to get he's going to a funeral oh, okay. um so I, saw, I don't know if that was – I don't know if they played a night or if that was for normal. No, that's for tomorrow. Be- okay, so Beal's going to be don't out say,
0: Yeah, don't say out personal reasons. You're right. Hmm, did not yeah, his,
3: his grandmother died. But I still like what the Wizards have even without Beal. And the Magic, I think they've got a really good team. I just think they're young. And I think Dinwiddie is one of the most underrated point guards in terms of just being able to put guys in positions to succeed with his playmaking. And I think he'll be able to take advantage of a young Orlando team.
0: Yeah, the Magic, Uh, they, they kind of surprised me. They actually are a lot better on offense than I would have a- ever imagined. I think it was – they have, like, the starting five that's the best – has the best offensive efficiency rating or something in the NBA. Uh, I think that's what I saw. But uh, they've been playing a lot better than than people you know thought in the preseason. I know I'm on their under – I think I actually put a bet on that in this show on um, under 22 and a half wins, I think it was. Let's see. Let me, let me look this up real quick because now I'm going to really I, hate myself. I'm
3: it. pretty sure I took the um, over –
0: under two 22 and a half, and you took the over. That's a right, BS. That's a BS call between us two.
3: So uh, I'm so actually like, Do you do you think the the magic are gonna get me one of those wins? Tomorrow?
1: I think they're gonna be sneaky. I think it's gonna be one of the one of the things like they're a young, scrappy team, they're at home, they're playing against a mediocre team that doesn't have those star. You know, I don't have any numbers to really back it up that oh Orlando's a lock. I'm not saying that, but I'm saying if there's a game for them to steal from a potential playoff team, this is a prime opportunity to do that. And, you know, Jamal mostly has them playing hard every single game. So it really wouldn't surprise me. I believe Wendell Carter Jr. is probably not question- – I-, I saw he was questionable and then he was upgraded. So he He's not even be on probably. the
0: report right okay, now. Then,
1: so. then, yeah, so he should be good to go. So, yeah, I I think Orlando could steal one here.
0: Yeah, I, I, it's possible. I, I actually had them um, beating the uh, Minnesota Timberwolves, which is where I got my little two two team <laughs> parlay, and they beat the Timberwolves. So, uh, yeah, they're just they're better than, than than people give them credit for. But I still got to go Wizards here. You, you um, know,
2: I'm sorry. You know who's no, really but... impressed me, Fran, Franz Wagner. Yes.
0: Oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah
2: he's, he's, been he's, awesome. he's awesome, man. I saw him, I watched him against what uh, the Nets the other night. Like he was locking down KD, like mm-hmm. causing turnovers, like taking the ball. Like, man, I, yeah, I was very impressed. Yeah, he's
0: very athletic. I mean, you know, obviously the highlights, uh, he just looks so incredible. Um, the really got, the guy on that team that's really surprised me is Cole Anthony. Cole. Yeah. Uh, yeah, this guy's just, he's just been on fire this season. He had a kind of a down game last game, but I've got him in a few leagues in fantasy. I able to sweep him off the wire. And um, yeah, he's just putting up numbers, man. This guy is just, he's balling right now. So uh got to love them cuz uh, Greg Anthony's one of my guys former Bull, obviously so <laughs> no, no, uh but yeah I got I got to go Wizards here man even without Bradley Beal I think they're just are they're, they're just surprising me they're every single like game it's like okay the Wizards are just rolling right now um you know those pieces I, I didn't believe in those pieces I thought you know Westbrook really kind of carried them last year uh when they were struggling but uh you know they've got you know Dinwiddie, Kuzma just Pieces that are just doing work for them right now, and um, doesn't look like they're going to stop anytime soon. So I gotta, I gotta lean wizards there. Uh, then we got Memphis Grizzlies at the New Orleans Pelicans at 7 p.m. Eastern. Trey, why don't you start us off, man? What do you got there?
3: I'm not picking the Pelicans for anything. <laughs> why not?
0: Maybe maybe Zion Williamson. Maybe Zion Williamson comes out of the rafters like Sting. You know,
3: even if CW. Memphis is still, I don't, I don't know what the score is now. I know they were down thirty in the third quarter to the Suns. I don't care how bad they lose to the Suns. I am still picking them over the Pelicans.
0: Fair, son. What do you think?
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. They're just so bad. Um, Memphis. You know, I mean, both teams are you know bottom five in defensive efficiency. Uh, so, it's just going to be a good game. Probably, you know, kind of a little fast-paced, you know, up and down. But just John Morant, like, he's just so good.
3: And- Did you hear how sad son-, son sounded when he started that? He sounded like a teacher <laughs> who was getting yeah. ready to tell a parent that their kid was getting held back. <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> Steven, who do you yeah, got, man? It wasn't, wasn't much,
1: <laughs> I can't go the Pelicans until they win a second game this year. I mean, yeah, like, one in ten, I think they they're 1-11 yeah. now. Like oh. 11 Yeah, that they just lost to the Nets tonight. No. they will bad like yeah and and i think brandon ingram's out tomorrow as well
0: yeah he's listed as out. yeah i was actually looking at that because i was curious once he comes back i think they'll be marginally better but i actually made some money earlier in the season playing like some unders in their games unders for the game totals and uh it was just a good call because on offense they're just absolute trash they had to rely a lot on brandon ingram and then when he went down it's like uh and they can't even find Jonas valentinas who's by far, probably their best player right now, and they just like they just don't they refuse to find him on the offensive side. I don't know what they're doing. I think um, they could really
3: some- use Alonzo Ball to get Valentinus the post. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> they probably could. They probably could. No, I, I think I
0: think there's gonna be some firings in that organization before it's all said and done. I think it's just a, a sad. Sad state of affairs. We'll have to talk to our guy, Lyle, uh, who's our Pelicans hoop ball guy at some point because um, I know he's religiously following the team, and that just has to be so sad. Okay, let's move on, though. Let's go to the Detroit Pistons at the Toronto Raptors. 7.30 p.m. Eastern time. This is actually going to be ex- uh, kind of an interesting one. Uh, Mr. Stephen Bagel, who do, you, who do you like in this game?
1: Which game are we talking about? I'm literally pulling up the school board so I could follow along. P-
0: De- Detroit Pistons, Toronto. Pistons at the Raptors.
1: Ooh. Let's go Toronto. Um, can't. When are we talking about our picks that we gave? Uh, in a minute. We got a couple more games to go. Or a couple okay. More games to cover okay. Head. So it, I won't spoil anything, but mm-hmm. I like Toronto. I think it's going to be a low-scoring game, and you know, Toronto, Toronto at this point is built with a bunch of long guys, and that's like their defensive identity. I don't know how Detroit's going to be able to score on them, especially, you know, you don't have you don't have Olenek now to stretch the floor. I mean, Cade Cunningham, he's looked better, but he's still struggling. Killian Hayes is probably a bottom three or four player in the NBA, <laughs> getting over 20 minutes a game. And, again, yeah. I'm not out on Killian Hayes yet. He's very young. He's younger than most rookies this year. But, again, and Nick Nurse, going back to our coaching rankings, is one of the best coaches in the NBA. I'm going to go Toronto pretty easily here.
0: All right, so I know you agree with that, man. I heard you
2: laughing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I do. You know, Toronto for some reason they're you know they're two and five at home, five and one on the road, which is kind of interesting. But you know, Detroit their last in offensive efficiency, and that was with Olenek, and yeah. so I'm gonna here. You know, the loss of Olenek is bad for them, but big for them, and uh, you know a lot of young guys on that squad. You know, Toronto they're 11th in defensive efficiency, so um, the spread's kind of big though, eight points. Um, yeah. I agree. It's gonna be. I agree. It's gonna be low scoring. Um, I may be inclined to take the points here, but I think Toronto wins. Yeah. What do you think, Trey?
3: I'm. I'm with Sun and Stephen. I think the Raptors are going to win, and it's gonna be a low scoring game. We saw Detroit against the Bulls early in the season, and at the time, we just thought the Bulls maybe weren't as good as we thought they were because Detroit got out to runs on them, and they held Chicago to pretty low scores, and I think it's just showing that Detroit is a a really talent a pretty talented defensive team especially with Cade in there. And so I I like the low scoring aspect. I think the points would probably be wise if you were going to gamble on it, but I think Toronto's going to win comfortably. And to, like yeah. I think I think they'll be up by 10, 12 points, you know, with 2 minutes to go and then you know, the Pistons might get a backdoor cover in there.
0: Uh, I don't see Pascal Siakam on there in your report, so I think, I believe he's playing. I think he was just out yeah, this last one together. for rest, yeah,
3: can, so. Can I interject for once? Yeah,
2: because cool. Because we're talking about Toronto. The last time we guys were on, you know, I think all you guys were, you guys took the over on the season win, right, Toronto? And, um, you know, so, we're high yeah. on Scottie Barnes, so. Yep. Um, yeah, I must, you know, apologize to you guys. I took the under. I, <laughs> I didn't think, you know, I, was, I wasn't I was feeling them. So, I mean, you guys were definitely spot on with the, both Barnes and, and the over, you know, they're they're playing very well um you know they had a nice run of wins there and yeah. you know once they get siakam back into the mix um yeah they're gonna be yeah. a deadly team so i think
0: it will be yeah i think they will be a nice they will be a nice middling team you know they'll probably end somewhere around uh, you know 500 maybe maybe a little over i don't know but um but no I, I like their identity like like steven was talking about man they got a lot of long athletic guys um, their defense is look is just impressive. It's actually one of my favorite teams besides the Heat. I like obviously I'm a big defensive guy. I'm so happy my Bulls play defense this year. But uh, <laughs> I like watching the Heat. I like watching the the Raptors. Um, like those are two two of my my favorite teams to watch this year, uh, just because that defense is so impressive. So yeah, I think the under on those points is really, uh, really appealing to me. But it's so low. But we'll we'll talk about that. I mean I think. Uh, but hey, let's move on to the next one. It's um, Boston Celtics at the Cleveland Cavaliers at 8 p.m. Eastern time, this one's actually really, really fun. Uh, I'm gonna go to you, Trey. Uh since you're the Boston guy kind of. You, you knew you know Boston,
3: guys, I so. know Boston. Who do you, who do you, who do you like?
0: Yeah. Who do you
3: like? I like the I like the Cavs. I know they're I know they're not the favorites, but I, I love what Evan Mobley has been able to do. I think he's gonna be rookie of the year. Um I I love the size. I don't know that the Celtics have a lot of size to contend with that. And Boston isn't a team that gets a lot of passes. They're 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 a lot of ISO heavy, especially you know with Tatum. And I think that kind of plays into what Cleveland likes to do. If you're making them have to rotate and recover and everything, we've seen the Laurie and show. That's not his that's not his game. And I just I like the matchup for Cleveland and I, I think they're gonna win outright. I don't I, I think they're two and a half point underdogs but I think they just get the W. Especially yeah. with Boston playing an overtime game tonight against Milwaukee.
2: Fair. What do you think, uh, son? Yeah, I, I actually like Cleveland <laughs> here too. Um, they're playing very good defense. You know, they're they're 13th in defensive efficiency. You know, their big guys can switch, right? And so both Allen and Mobley, so that that's huge. Um, they both protect the rim very well. Uh, Boston, you know, without Jalen Brown, um, you know, they're 23rd in offensive efficiency. You know, Cleveland's five and three at home. Boston's only four and three on the road. So, uh, you know, they're I like the home dogs in this one. Val val val. <laughs> nice. Uh what do you think Stephen?
1: You know Cleveland is 8 and 5. I'm still not buying it. Mm-hmm. I mean, every year there's <laughs> like I don't know if the three big man no one out it is oh. long term because
0: Oh. I think okay. uh kind of think going in Steve- out. Yep, I think Stephen's breaking up there
1: then all of a sudden they're going to be faster. Oh,
0: <laughs> must have a, not, not a great connection, but that's technical okay. Man. Di- I, yeah. Technical difficulties. I, I no, did
3: look up that uh, right now, Evan Mobley leads the league in contested shots at 14.8 a game. And Jared Allen is, uh, it looks like tied for 10th at 11. So he's right that the size it's, it's unusual for teams, but I, I think with the way the league plays, um it's just especially with this they play zone enough, they mix it in. I just I like what Bickerstaff does. That was one of the things that me and Steven went back and forth on um, on the coaching podcast. I had Bickerstaff a little higher than him be- just because I believed in this in this kind of lineup. Yeah. I
0: can't uh, I, I want to there's Steven's
3: the beautiful face moving again. There's I think he's face. back. Yeah. Yeah, I think he's back. Back. No, he uh, that again.
0: Yeah, we yeah, we heard enough of that. It's okay. We we got it, man. Um, no, I, I like actually um I do think I do like Boston a little bit more in this one, but at the same time, I can't really guess you guys. I think Cleveland's been really uh really impressive this year. Uh they keep surprising me. So I'm not gonna actually place any kind of bets on it, but um, I do lean Boston in this one. Uh I don't know if they're gonna cover that spread. Was it two and a half points or something like that? uh like you said trey so um uh, not sure i mean that's pretty small to spread so i guess if they're gonna win they probably will um but yeah i i think actually lean uh celtics here it's two and a half points it started at three and a half points so eh, i wouldn't mind it but i'm not gonna actually place a bet on it uh and the last one here we got the minnesota timberwolves at the los angeles clippers at 10 30 p.m eastern time um uh, mr Ch- steven you're back here let's let's let you get a little uh Little info in here. Who are you liking this one? The Timberwolves at the Clippers.
1: I'm going to take the Clippers. Oh, because I mean, I'm, I'm not touching Minnesota right now. They just saw six in a row. They're playing on a back to back. Carl Anthony Towns clearly isn't happy. He's liking tweets saying that free cat, whatever, and then tweeting, oh, <laughs> sorry, somebody hacked my account, and liked one tweet, and then logged off. So I changed my password now, guys. We're all good. I mean, you know, clearly he's not happy. So mm. I'm gonna um, I'm gonna go with the Clippers. Paul George has been playing great. I'm mm. very high on Terrence Mann. I believe last time I was on this podcast, I actually said I like Terrence Mann for most improved player. Oh yeah. So
0: yeah. Fair enough, man. Uh, so who you like?
2: Yeah, I'm with the Clippers here too. You know, kind of going back to our prior conversation about you know guys fight or flight things like that you know, when Jimmy Butler was in Minnesota, you know, he was a straight alpha dog, right? And cat, I mean, he's a cat, right? Like, he's just meow, <laughs> meow, 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 like, so, like, you know, his personality is, is kind of, like, towards that, I don't know if he's a true, like, alpha dog, um, but from a, you know, a team perspective, like, Minnesota, I mean, offensive efficiency-wise, I mean, they're 25th, I mean, granted, you know, D-Russ, d has been out for, for a lot of that, but, yeah. like, Yes. You know, they're just not a really good offensive team, one and two on the road. You know, the Clippers, they're second in defensive efficiency. Uh, Paul George is playing, you know, magnificently. You know, they're at home. So, yeah, I'm a see that I can't touch uh, the Timberwolves here right now. Fair
3: enough. Okay, Trey, you and me are the Timberwolves guys here. Who do you got? Sun brought the stats. I'm going to bring the Timberwolves play the Lakers tonight, and then they the young team gets to spend the night in L.A., and then they have uh, to play the Clippers the next night. Making rain, it rain. Make it
1: rain.
2: <laughs> right, so
3: I I like the Clippers here. Um, they get to rest. Timberwolves have to play tonight against the Lakers team that they're not easy to play against. Like Westbrook, as as bad as his turnovers are, he you're going to be exhausted after playing against him. You're going to be exhausted after trying to defend Anthony Davis. And the Clippers like to run. They're small. They shoot threes. They've been playing excellent. I. I like the Clippers here as much love as I have for the Timberwolves in my heart.
0: I have to go with you on that one, man. And that's a good point with L.A. That's one of the things that we have to kind of look at as, you know, cappers when we're – you know, that's not something that Vegas is going to bake into the eyes necessarily. But they can, they can enjoy some of L.A. nightlife, uh, you know, obviously, and uh, have a good time with a young team like that. So uh, I like it, man. I like it a lot. And actually that kind of leads us into the next segment. Before I get there – Join the 2 million men, guys, worldwide who, who, who trust Manscaped to keep their front and back court polished all year long. Trim with their new Lawnmower 4.0, which is included in the Performance 4, 4.0 package. And watch the hair fade away. This fourth generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accents thanks to our advanced skin safe technology. Get twenty percent off and free shipping with the code hoopball20 at manscaped.com. And don't stumble over your words like me. But no, uh, that brings us into our next st- segment here. Uh, which hold on, is... hold on
3: just a second, Keith. I know that we're excited to get to our picks, but I'd hate to ignore the audience. And we have a quick question. So oh, yeah. I perfect, threw this yeah, perfect, up. Perfect yeah, for... I threw this up real quick. Um yeah. I'm I'm not a fantasy expert, so I'll leave it to you guys, but I didn't want to. I'm gonna let Mr. Go Sun, Mr. Mr. Stan
0: Sun, I, I you know this is my guy I go to for all things fantasy. So uh what do you think, man? Who finishes higher? Probably
2: Garland Ingram. or Ingram? Uh, probably Ingram. You know, I think uh Garland, uh maybe he'll be like uh they'll both be top hundred, obviously. Garland maybe top eighty, top ninety player. You know, I think Ingram, uh I don't know, depending on injury, how he comes back. I don't know, maybe top 50, top 50, mm-hmm. Um, you no, know, maybe higher. Like he has more potential, but yeah, I, I think Ingram by a, by a wide margin, actually.
0: Yeah, I definitely think Ingram is the, the top here. So if you're asking for a trade, go do that trade right now. If that's a trade that's on the table here. Um, I'm trying to see where Ingram ended up last year, because I think it'll probably be yeah, similar. Was, if not even He was 45. Yeah, he
2: was 45. Oh, okay.
0: Yeah. I've got 51 here on uh, basketball monster, but that, oh, that's per game. I bet. I bet totals use higher.
2: Yeah, uh, I I see. for am on basketball monster too. I see 45 on a 40 basis. Yeah, I, don't, I don't know. weird, interesting.
0: Yeah, what do you, yeah, well, you think? No, I I'll have to share this with the others. No, it's all good. Uh, so, anyways, he's gonna be
2: a top 40 to 50
0: player. Is what we're saying. So, 50 probably is a good, good, good guess. I think so. Um, but yeah, I like it. Um, definitely go go get Ingram if that's a trade on the table there. Um, so yeah, let's go to our BSVP locks, guys, for tomorrow's games. We've been talking about these games forever. So uh, let's get this going here. I do like the Clippers minus six and a half over the Timberwolves. And I didn't even think about that L.A. lean that uh, that Mr. Trey brought up, the, uh, the partying all night. But this is widely available, guys. Uh, I can snag it on bet online right now. Uh, the Clippers just beat the T-Wolves two, two by 11 and 20 on the road, and they get the Wolves here at home uh while they're p- playing pretty good basketball the Clippers are the Clippers have won six in a row what I like best about the way they are put- winning is that they're winning with some stellar defense that defense is going to give the Wolves problems I think and the reemergence of Nick Batum has been huge for that side of the ball for the Clippers in particular I love Nick Batum man he's just been playing really awesome basketball and uh been nailing down threes also so um you know it's just good stuff here I've got one more here for you guys I'm gonna go with uh a money line parlay. I'm actually riding my guy Trey's coattails here because he always puts these uh, puts these money line parlays together. I'm going to go Memphis Grizzlies money line, Washington Wizards money line, Clippers money line. So um, Grizzlies need a win, and are getting served up the Pelicans on a silver platter. We've been talking about the Pelicans are just bad. So I think that they're going to you know open as favorites here. I don't think we have lines for that just yet. Uh, we don't. So I don't know what the point spread is there, but I'm pretty confident they're going to win that. Um, and then I've got – uh, the Wizards and, you know, we've already talked about that a little bit, even though Beals out, it still doesn't really, you know, dent things for me. I think they're still going to win here. Uh, open is two point favorites and slid to four point favorites. So obviously the betters out there agree with me and agree with Mr. Son over there. Uh, magic here, uh, you know, even rocking on offense, but the Wizards just, just gotta be favorites here. So, uh, Clippers. They're playing the best basketball, as you know. As I mentioned before, uh, just like it here for them to keep their foot in the gas against the T Wolves. So uh, I'm going with the Memphis, Washington, Clippers money line parlay. Uh, not sure what the odds are there just yet. Got to wait for those to open here for uh, for my my books here. But we'll see how that goes. Hopefully, it's some good plus money. So um, I will let Mr. Sun, Why don't you why not you start us off here?
2: Uh, yeah, I like the Wizards. Um... You know, I'll I'll take I mean I wish I could get it at, at two, but mm-hmm. I'll still take it at I'll still take it at four. Um I'm curious I was, So you guys are probably the more you know betting experts. So I'm curious on you know the T Wolves Clippers line. You know, the, the the total's gone down one point and the spread's been bet down one. Uh like how do you guys interpret it?
0: Uh you know, I don't know if I can necessarily link those together i don't know if there's like a a direct link between those two um i mean i just think that people are pounding you know they're 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 pounding the T wolves to cover for some reason and they're pounding the uh under on the on the points total but i don't know if they're necessarily connected if that helps or if it doesn't help i don't know
3: The, yeah. I mean, unders have been coming through, I feel like, um, more often than not with the way things have been playing. Yeah,
0: there's there's been a trend with um, people. There's been a lot of bidders that, that go out there and just kind of smash all the unders in every game because the scoring's been down across the league because of the new rules, obviously. So you can actually play defense now, which is fantastic for basketball, in my opinion. But, um, but anyways, I digress. Uh, so everyone just kind of pounds the unders as soon as they open. So I don't really take a lot of stock in that, to be honest.
2: Okay, I got you.
0: Um, is that the only one you got for us is the Washington – or
2: did you have another one? Um, I'll take the I'll take the Cavs uh, money line as well. So yeah, those, money those line. The t- Yeah, those are the two for me. Okay. I don't know what the I don't know what the Do you see the odds? The-
0: no, for the money line, no. I don't think I have yeah. those yet. But we're gonna we're gonna pencil in for that. I like it. Yeah. All right, uh, Steven, what do you got for us, man?
1: Okay, so I have, and it's ironic. I have two games, both of them. I'm taking the under wrong. and it's ironic because I'm not an over and unders better typically, but. I was looking at the Orlando and Washington game with, it's now two or three and a half. Orlando, um, sorry, I'm just pulling up now the points per game. Orlando is bottom in the league, just about 99.7 points a game, which is the third worst in the NBA. And then Washington's middle of the pack, but again, they're playing without Bradley Mm Beal. So... Obviously, neither neither of these teams are defensive juggernauts, but given both of them, the Wizards without Beal, and then the Magic as a team struggle offensively, I went with the under for that one. And then the other one I took was the, where is it? The Pistons and Raptors under 201.5. And And again, this is the territory where, like,
0: yeah, Two so and, one and
1: half is a well over <laughs> and under. Yeah. Yeah, right. yeah. And I recognize that when I. <laughs> but no,
0: it could. Yeah. It's very easily. I think they went way under. I think they've met before. Maybe they haven't. But anyways, go ahead. Continue. I'm
1: sorry. But yeah, Detroit's by far the least team in the league in scoring. They're 94.9 points a game. The next is OKC at 99.6. So Detroit is five points less than any other team in the league. So and they, they really cannot score... What'd you yeah. say?
3: They only scored seventy-eight points tonight.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And yeah, Toronto, is- they're against that Toronto lengthy defense I talked about. And Toronto themselves have issues scoring the ball. I'm looking here and they're a bottom 10 team in the league offensively. Yep. So I just think both those add up. I again I'm taking this with the caveat that I know both two or three and a half and two a one and a half are very low unders, very low over unders. But again, they'll tailor to the teams.
0: Yeah, no, no I, I do like that. I do like that Toronto Detroit call. I might have to tail that. Um, and and Detroit is dead last in effective field goal percentage. They're just, yeah. they're just bad. Uh, and uh, you know, Toronto, uh, like you said, they have they've had their offensive struggles. So we'll see how that goes. I, I do think Pascualcy comes back, so that does give me a little bit of a pause. Um, so we'll see how that goes. But anyways, uh, Trey, what do you got, man? Um,
3: I also had your three team parlay with Memphis. Um Washington. Ride my coattails again. We're gonna lose
0: again because of this. You know, we lose every time we do this. I know we do. But
3: but I couldn't help. I have have that parlay, and then I had one other parlay. I've got the Toronto money line versus Detroit, and then I'm gonna put the Cleveland money line versus Boston. I don't have the odds for that yet, but with Cleveland being the underdog, it's definitely going to be plus odds. I would expect it to be probably around plus 200. So I'm happy to take that. Um I think Toronto is almost a lock at this point for me and Cleveland's there because I believe in them and I, I want to boost the odds. I
0: like it, man. So that's our BSPP locks. We each had, I think two of them. So that gives you eight locks guys. Hopefully we go eight and zero here for you, but Hey, Guys, if you're liking our calls, you can go access them all season long. Right now, the HoopBall360 subscription is just $19.99 a month, which is an absolute steal. The HoopBall360 Pass is the ultimate HoopBall experience of a fan that wants to win everything. And, yes, I mean everything, guys. HoopBall360 includes Fantasy Pass, Wager Pass, DFS Pass, all your passes. Visit hoopball.com to get started and get winning. That's going to do it for us, though, guys. That's our second-ever live show. Thanks again, Mr. Stan Sun, for coming in, man. Uh, you know, I hope you had fun. Hopefully we can have you on again, man.
2: Yeah, man, it's always a pleasure. I'm always honored to be, you know, chatting the hoops with you guys. Um, just one, one thing, you know, like since I went undefeated last time, I'm probably gonna go defeated this time. So <laughs> anyone that's listening, you should probably Costanza son, and then you'll you'll make the money. Just,
0: just, just fade my guy uh, son over here. All right, uh, Steven, man, thanks, thanks for you, to, thanks to you for coming on. Also, uh, appreciate you, man, and hope like I said, hopefully I can come on your your podcast. And you can come on ours again as well.
3: The reason he was so nice to Son just now about coming on, and he just had you as an afterthought, Stephen, is because he's still jealous that I was the first guest. You have the go. agenda
0: in front of me. You have it here. It's I've got a pause for for Mr. Sun to say something. And uh, come on, man, come on. No, go ahead, Stephen. Man, I'm glad you. I'm glad to have you on. I didn't mean to put you second.
1: <laughs> You're fine. No offense taken, Keith. As That's I said, fine. next guest I plan on having will definitely be you. You and I will work out kinks to figure out what topic whether we want to talk bulls or something else we'll figure that out but um again you know thanks me. for having me on um my experience with the hoop network has been great thus far so i'm happy to be here and i appreciate you guys you, yeah, you don't have in. to
3: put the bulls on the agenda for Keith. When he comes no, you here. do. They will on be on that. there. Look at,
1: me, look at me! Look at me! I've
0: got bulls, bulls, bulls! Come on! man. Uh, no, man, we're we're glad to have you. Also, yeah, it's a good group of, a good group of people over there. Hoop ball, and been uh, having a lot of fun. So, uh, everyone out there, if you're watching, liking everything, go like, subscribe. All things hoop ball, but especially our show, which is bold statements, not so bold predictions. You can find us on Twitter at at bsbp underscore nba at BspP underscore NBA. I'm Keith Cork. You can find me at at BSBP Keith on Twitter. Trey, can where, the, where can the people find you? At Final Finally. Steven, where can the folks find you?
1: You can find me on Twitter at Bird Rights Pod, which is obviously my new Hoopball podcast, or you can find me on my independent podcast, V underscore NBA. That's N-B-A-G-E-L-L.
0: Perfect. And Son, where can the good people find you? At
2: Stan underscore Son
0: fantastic man that's gonna do
2: it for us guys let's go out there and crush it go bulls <laughs> <laughs> all right later guys later guys thanks for having me.